Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's time now to go beyond the headlines and for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. What an ass-kicking that was at Lincoln Financial Field yesterday. Holy smokes. We've got an ass-kicking. That was unexpected, <clears throat> to say the least. I don't, from you. No, let's, okay. <laughs> the 49ers go in to Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, and they beat the NFC number 1 seed Eagles 42-19. to The 49ers have now beat the top two teams in the NFC East, the Cowboys and Eagles, mm. by a combined score of 84-29 to this season. And the 49ers exact some kind of revenge if that, I mean, winning in Week 13 is nothing compared to winning an NFC Championship game. But mm-hmm. it's got to feel good for San Francisco. They talked a lot of trash this offseason about how the NFC title game would have gone had they been able to keep Brock Purdy healthy. And, boy, they backed it up. In a in a in a big big way, uh, I they fully backed it up. They showed the NFL any football fan who the best team in football is. Yep, and I don't think it's I don't think it's close. Yep. Does that mean they win the Super Bowl? No, because no. there's a lot of football to go. As of week thirteen, though, they're I, the best team in football. I totally agree with you. I don't I don't even have a good. You know how I'm usually the like eh well I don't have a good argument for you. Okay. I don't like Philly's still very good. Like Philly is is awesome. And if you told me right now, hey, I'm from the future, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I would not be shocked. Mm-hmm. That is still an excellent team. But mano a mano against the Cowboys, who are right up there, the 49ers, 42 to 10. Against the Eagles, 42 to 19. Are you putting the Ravens there? Like we'll get to see. I, I get yeah, <laughs> yeah, we will. Are you yeah. putting the, I'm not putting the Lions there? Nope. They're just, they're the best team through 13 weeks. Yeah. And any yeah. argument against it to me is, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not listening. You're not valuing very, someone else's opinion. No, they can have, no, they can have that. It can be, it's wrong. It's the wrong opinion. Yes. But they're certainly entitled to it. No, that was just a beat down, man. I, I, I thought they could go in and win. I thought there was definitely a path to the 49ers going into Lincoln financial field and pulling out a victory. They were favored. Like, people bet on them to do it. Mm-hmm. People much smarter than me bet on them to do it. But that they went in, here were the two most impressive things to me. One, 
it's not only that they went in and hung up 42 points Mm -hmm. and just dominated. It wasn't a fluky 42 points. They scored touchdowns on six straight possessions. The only one of those drives that was less than 75 yards was the one where they recovered the onside kick. Mm. And they only needed to go 46 yards for a touchdown. Like that was that was it. That was the the lone drive that didn't go 75 plus yards. They did it on the ground, they did it through the air, they did it with yards after the catch. It was old school bully ball from the 49ers. And they they punked the Eagles. They kicked their asses in their stadium. That was super impressive. And they did it after they got punched in the mouth in the first 15 minutes. I, I think, Kyle, that's what I like the most about this game. It's that, you know, there was some shakiness early. The first mm-hmm. two possessions, shakiness, right? They got worked in yeah. the first quarter. The first quarter, you're like, oh, they. but uh, we were texting. I said, uh, he just needs to settle in. Brock Purdy does. Yeah, Brock Purdy just needs to settle in, mm-hmm. stop with the happy feet, and he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like he just demolished them. Yeah. And like instantly elevated himself from a really good player to the player who just walked into Philly, gave up a, what was it, 6-0 lead, mm-hmm. and then systematically destroyed a team. Just picked them apart for an entire game after the the final three quarters. And I, again, like just absolutely super impressed with his ability to hit the right man at the right time. Mm-hmm. I thought Kyle Shanahan got off to a pretty rough start with his play call. So bad. After that, settled in, and uh, Philly didn't look like they knew what was coming. No. No, and it was <laughs> it's just not complicated sometimes. The Niners can, can, with Brock Purdy, push the ball down the field more than they could with, with mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, and they do. Like they're every every number every eye test will will prove that, but against against Philly yesterday, it was really clear. Like get behind Trent Williams, yeah, get the ball to Debo Samuel in space, get the ball to George Kittle in space. That Trent Williams guy, he's pretty good. Look, good good little player. I think he's got a I think he's got a future in the sport. I think he does. And so it's just stop, not overthinking, not trying to do too much. Don't get cute. Yeah, it's it's yep. not. Hey, we're gonna do this because they're they're not expecting it. Like, well, your offensive line is getting worked. So what yeah. do you do? You slow you slow down that pass rush by running, by doing some misdirection, by hitting George Kittle in the flat for a big gain, by hitting Debo Samuel uh, on a on a on a slant for a big gain. By okay, now there's Juwan Jennings down the field. Here's a one down the field to Ayuk, and and you start mixing it up, and you start to see the full scope of what this offense can look like when it starts rolling. That's Kyle. One of the you just brought up Juwan Jennings. Mm -hmm. Like that is that is a player they need to involve. Mm -hmm. Like when he is involved and he is the fifth guy, Mm -hmm. it really makes them Mm -hmm. so difficult. I mean, when you're looking at uh, McCaffrey out of the backfield, you're looking at Kittle down the down the seam. You're looking at Ayuk with the the deep ball, and and then of course uh, Debo with you know the out in the flat or or the quick slant, if you got that other guy, that's what I've been asking for all season long, involve someone else. And I've always thought Juwan Jennings is a really, really nice option to have. Mm-hmm. And to see him come up so big in a big game, I, I thought there was one time where he almost fumbled. Like I, I was a little leery. <laughs> like he had the ball a little loose and someone's sure. come from behind to, to go knock the ball out. Mm-hmm. And he was able to, you know, uh, you know hold on to it, secure yeah. it. But overall... 
man, I just think it it added a new element to this, a new wrinkle to this offense, and they were so good. Once they started rolling, again, like Brock Purdy was just was spectacular. The the first series, was it the first series he gets hit in the arm? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, oh, and you're like, okay, he's got this. Once he, once he got hit, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a team that took you out. This is mm-hmm. a team that got you in the arm. You got hit in the arm. You're still good. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, once he hit, they drew up a couple of layups for him. He hits those, and from that point, they they started rolling. And we'll dive further into this. We got we got plenty more Niners Eagles coming up. But one time for Debo Samuel, who would tell anybody with ears after the NFC Championship game that the 49ers are going to win that game by double digits. Mm. They were on their way. They had a game plan. James Bradbury's trash. Da 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 da. And then Debo goes in, four catches on four targets, 116 yards, two touchdowns. He also added a rushing touchdown. Set the tone physically for the 49ers. And that is what I I believe the kids are saying. Standing on business. Standing on business. I believe that's what Debo Samuel did, was I believe he was... Standing on business. That's what he did yesterday. That's right. He's gonna, also he's a winner, Kyle. Yeah, no, he de- he actually said that after the game. I'm a winner. Yes, yeah, that's what he said. Yes, yes. Yeah, and if you're gonna talk trash about how that guy is trash and that defense isn't good, you have to go perform like that. And Debo did. More on that coming up. We talked on Friday about measuring sticks and how hey, Kings are playing the defending champs against it, uh, uh, taking on Denver at Golden 1 Center. I almost said in Denver. That was wrong. Yep. Taking on the defending champs at the Golden 1 Center on Saturday. The Niners, the team that blew them out last year in the NFC title game. Niners went in and took care of business on Sunday. The Kings did the exact same thing against the Denver Nuggets at the Golden 1 Center on Saturday in a game that we said if you lost, it wasn't, oh my God, end of the world. But Nuggets on the back end of a road back-to-back, this is where you'd like to see a good team like the Kings handle business. And I thought they did that. I also think, Kyle, it sets up for what's next. Like, you yeah. you want some momentum heading into tonight's game against yep. the New Orleans Pelicans. The, we have the, the huge in-season tournament quarterfinal game tonight at Golden 1 Center. This is really, it's a playoff feel, you know? I haven't worn yeah. a tie, Kyle. It's, it's a playoff. I know, that's how, dude, that's how I... I have my, my morning show responsibilities at the Bailey Show at 98 Rock. Yep. I'm in there doing some production stuff for them behind the scenes. And when I came out of the office today, I'm I'm you know, I'm constantly trying to organize a show in my head. And I know Kings Nuggets, Niners Eagles. I saw your outfit today when I was walking down the hall and I went, Oh yeah, that's right. We got in season tournament basketball tonight, knockout round. We got a big game. I knew that based on your outfit. That's right. Yeah. Well that's big you know, time. you have to set the no, table. I love no, I love that. You have to show respect. I hundred percent, dude. That's how I, I think dress, of it. I for when I cover Niner games, I dress differently for primetime games than I do for a 105 kick against the Cardinals. Yeah, That's you need to facts. show respect to to what the game is and what it means to to the building and mm-hmm. to the fan base and to the players. Like this is a this is a big game. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, you gotta I, go get gotta go get a dub tonight. But yeah. that's well, yeah, we'll do that later. I was uh, I don't want to say blown away is too much. Blown away was was that's not what I what I was. That's pushing it too far. Yeah, I was super impressed with Sacramento though. You go down five at home to the Denver Nuggets. It's the defending champions. 
You battle back. You win the second quarter by, what was it, 20 points? Yeah. 20 points? Uh, ni- 19 points. You win the second quarter by 19 points. You hold Denver to just 20 in that frame. And then just held them off. Just did what you needed to do. You made enough plays on both ends. You hold them off. You grab a victory. And you move forward. You got big shots in big moments. Yes. You had big rebounds in big moments. Mm-hmm. That Kevin Herter came up with two huge boards. Again, this is a... Second time this season. It's the second time this season where I remember Kevin Herter sealing a win with rebounding, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because that's not who he is typically. Mm -hmm. But uh, De'Aaron Fox, career high, 16 assists. He was dealing. Um, I I thought that Sabonis battled Jokic, even though Mm -hmm. Jokic gets Sabonis has to like run through a brick wall to try to get a layup attempt. And uh, you touch uh, Jokic on a fallaway jumper, barely touch him, uh, like on his belly, and he falls backwards and gets a foul call. Yeah, I thought that they uh, they battled, man. It was a it was a very very good win for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, when Nikola Jokic goes for thirty six, thirteen, and fourteen, if you told me that was his stat line, I'm going, oh no, Kings. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh dear. But no, they did they did a really nice job. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna stop Nikola Jokic. That's just not a not a thing that happens. No. But can you limit them elsewhere? The Kings I, I did that and um and held on for a 123-117 win. We'll dive into this uh, a little bit more, but our Jiffy Lube player of the game. Yeah. I I got to give it to JaVale. I think I give it to JaVale as well. Yeah, uh, we man. we have to spend more time on this, but it's JaVale. ESPN1320.com, and we'll talk more about JaVale McGee. we got to get to a break right now, but we'll talk about more JaVale McGee uh, when we come back because he was really, really good. So go to ESPN1320.com right now. There's a Jiffy Lube contest page right at the front. Click on that. Enter the code word JaVale, J-A-V-A-L-E, code word JaVale, for your chance to win a Jiffy Lube gift certificate, a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. And speaking of our friends at Jiffy Lube, those presents that are sitting behind James, if you're listening on the radio or maybe on the Odyssey app, there are wrapped pr- Christmas presents behind James. It's a delivery from Jiffy Lube. They've been sitting there. We don't know what's inside them, but we're going to crack one open today. Oh, yeah. At some point, we're going to crack one open and let you know what we're going to be giving away next week. So stay locked in for that. JaVale is your Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Niners beat the Eagles. Kings beat the Nuggets. Play in, no, in-season tournament. Knockout round tonight. So much going on. We're the insider. Sponsored by Jiffy Lou. We're talking about all of it on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Later. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Oh, yeah. We've got Niners Eagles to get to. We got Kings Nuggets. We we left off on the on, on the Kings. We we have on our on our rundown here, which we 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 punt usually two segments into the show anyway. Yeah, we got Niners here, but we we're talking about Javale McGee to end the last segment. He is our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. If you missed it, ESPN1320.com Jiffy Lube contest page front and center. Click on that. Enter the code word Javale J A V A L E. And enter for your chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. Mm-hmm. Jiffy Lube is giving one of those away after every single Kings game this year. So enter today, enter next time, and uh, get yourself a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. We also have our delivery from Jiffy Lube. 
the uh, wrapped Christmas presents with mystery item inside. We are going to be opening one of those a little bit later on in today's show. So stay locked in to find out. And then we're giving those away, by the way. Next week. So next week, we're going to be giving those away. Find out what we'll be giving away. <laughs> find out with us on, on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. But JaVale McGee, player of the game. I thought this was, he played 12 minutes. He goes four for four from the field. He has eight points, four boards, three blocks, and was a plus 14 in his 12 minutes. And James, the the, the thing that jumped out to me the most about this was when the Kings signed JaVale. It was, hey, can you get him in four-minute spurts here and there as like a regular kind of thing when you need some energy off the bench, you can grab some rebounds, it can affect some shots at the rim, you can catch some lobs, whatever. But you would always say, and then there's the instances where you face a Joel Embiid or you face a Nikola Jokic where you need a seven-foot athlete to just throw out there. Yep. Don't need him to put up huge numbers or anything, just be on the be on the floor and be effective. And that's exactly, exactly what he did on, on Saturday. Yeah, I thought he was so impactful in such a short amount of time. I mean, yeah. his first stint, he ran a plus 20 in like six minutes. That's insanity. Yeah, and Mike Brown let him run, let him go for a little while. I mean, mm-hmm. he had this huge block on um, DeAndre Jordan. And I think that that's where you need to play him. Like when you're going up against another pick-and-roll guy – or you're going up against Jokic for a short amount of time, Mm -hmm. that's fine. It's when you have a team who plays a matchup game and tries to drag you outside and JaVale McGee's got to defend the three-point line, Mm -hmm. it's just barbecue chicken. Like, there's nothing... He's either going to foul somebody Mm -hmm. or he's going to get run right by. Correct. And, like, that's just who he is at this point in his career, and that's okay. Just use him the right way. And and when he doesn't have it, when he isn't mentally locked in... Mm -hmm. uh, Everyone in the building sees it, and you got to pull him. Yep. He was locked in. If he does the thing when he's running down the court, and everybody who watches the Kings, everybody listening to this is going to know exactly what I mean. When he does the thing when he's running back down the court, and he kind of like lets his head loll to the side a couple times, that's when it's it's like, dude, he's get him out. Get him out now. Like, he's frustrated. He knows that he messed up. He's like upset with himself. It's just like, nope, he's done. Kyle, for me, it's that moment where... He starts dribbling the ball up the court. <laughs> and I literally just want it. I want to see Mike Brown just stick a foot out and trip him and just end it there for all of us. Because we all know what's going to happen. You all, everyone in the building knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, in, and you, like when he looks off somebody and says, No, I got this. J- the, JaVale, the JaVale McGee pocket pass has not once led to points. It's I just, led to points for the other team. It does. It does. <laughs> so, again, I think he was used correctly. Yeah. I think that he played within himself. Yeah. And I also think that he he actually blocked shots. He actually played goalie, which is mm-hmm. like, where has that been? Yeah. And you could really use him tonight. Really, really use him tonight. Mm-hmm. You want to, if Zion Williamson wants to go left every single time, JaVale McGee step up, stand on the edge of the corner on the on that side of the yeah, box. Don't get a three second. Just be waiting for him to come in, put your arms up, and swat the ball out. Mm-hmm. Or take the charge. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Do something. Yeah, the but, only the only question is, do you trust a good JaVale game in consecutive games? That's the that's the question. I think you can just like stop with do you trust JaVale? 
And that's that's uh, always going to well, be yeah. the problem. Like you you have to see it very quickly, and you, you should know. You have to try though. You, that has to be something that's that's in the game plan for tonight. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And if it, like you said, if it's a disaster first four minutes, then first two minutes, whatever whatever the stint is, then you you pull the cord and try something else. But that that to me is the number one thing that that would would help the Kings kind of alter their fortunes against against New Orleans. And to me, this is a game. I, I know this sounds really strange. This is a game where you probably miss Alex Lynn. Yeah, sure. Because yeah, Alex sense. Len, he is a, he's a shot blocker, mm-hmm. but he's more of a ground base, you know, just a tremendously tall human being with very long arms. Mm-hmm. And you miss him. You miss yeah. his, his uh, you know, presence on the court. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right. We will do more Kings. We got Kings uh, Pelicans coming up, obviously, but I want to get further into the into the Kings and Nuggets game. We will have James six quick thoughts from that game coming up at the bottom of the hour in about 10 minutes. But... I want to get back to this Niners-Eagles game real quick. Yeah, I'm game. There was a ton of discussion. On the internet, we talked about it a little bit. D'Lo and Casey had a, had a big discussion about it on Friday of what does this game mean for the MVP race? Mm. Can Brock Purdy get into the MVP race if he beats Jalen Hurts? The MVP frontrunner in Vegas, by the way, and this is all Vegas-based. Okay, This is all who is the betting favorite. This is not my opinion. This is not James' opinion. This is the betting favorite. Jalen Hurts was that going into this weekend. Mm. The betting favorite now on DraftKings and Caesar Sportsbooks, Brock Purdy. Yes. After he throws for 314 yards and four touchdowns in Philadelphia. And there's people screaming right now at their computer or their phone or their radio. They're going, it was all yak. Yards after the catch. He didn't do anything. <laughs> Hey, that's it. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yards after the catch yesterday was a bigger deal than it has been any game this season at, at any point this season. Like, so no doubt the the yak was was very helpful for for Brock Purdy's numbers and for the 49ers yesterday. But you you have to understand that a lot of people are just going to look up and go 314 yards in and four touchdowns, no turnovers, 70 percent completion rate. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's tracking for what is it, 4,300 yards, 34. 30- 4,500 yards, 33 touchdowns, and then another three or four rushing. And eight interceptions. Those are MVP numbers, man. He's averaging 9.6 yards per attempt. That's insane. That's an insane number. He leads the league in QBR and quarterback rating, like the overall... Passer rating. Passing rating. He leads in completion percentage. Yep. Like, he's leading in yards per... uh, Per completion, he's one of the best. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. He's still he's still eating in the middle of the field. He's he's just he's good as hell, man. Yeah. And he went into Philadelphia, got off to a slow start, zero for four. Looked like he was really going to struggle. It looked a lot like that Cleveland game. Yep. Where it's like, oh man, can they can they kick some field goals today? And he always- winds up. It was nineteen of twenty seven. So what is that? He finished nineteen of twenty three. Four incompletions the rest of the way. Yeah. That's super impressive against a very good team. Like, that's my take. The Eagles are still good. Like, the Eagles are... are the the I, I thought the Niners' rest advantage helped them a ton yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Niners played last Thursday. The Eagles are coming off a game on Sunday. So the Niners had that three-day advantage, which is just enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that kind of bared itself out a little bit, especially toward the end of the game when the Niners really just got rolling on the ground and were pushing the Eagles around. But in the scope of, of Brock Purdy in the MVP race, you have Jalen Hurts losing 
to this guy, because again, this is how people are looking at this. And Purdy goes for 314, four touchdowns, and finds himself in first place in the MVP race. Which is, honestly, given what we know about this award, given how this award has been doled out for two decades now, mm-hmm. decade and a half, 2012 was the last time a, non- a non-quarterback won it. It was Adrian Peterson Yeah, for the Vikings. It was the last time. So over the last decade, it's all just... If the 49ers are a one or two seed in the NFC... And Brock Purdy's thrown for 4,500 yards, 34 touchdowns, 8 picks. Has a couple of rushing scores. 9.6 yards per attempt. Mm. You're looking at the MVP of the league. That's wild. That's just how, that's just how, like, again, this is not, this is not what I'm, I'm going based on what I vote for him. I don't know, honestly. I'm heading the Tyreek Hill should be the MVP because I'm sick of this being a quarterback award train. That's okay. my, that's my, that's my opinion. Or even Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, Sure. Leading lead, Christian McCaffrey has 17 touchdowns. He has more touchdowns than five teams. That's wild. Both New York teams, Pittsburgh, Carolina, and the Patriots. Oof. Yeah, he he's good. touchdowns. Good player. Yeah, he's good. So, so I'm I'm all aboard the let a non-quarterback win it in a year where there's not a 5,000-yard, 50-touchdown quarterback season. Like, yeah, sure. But given what we know about how positionally this award goes... And given what we know about Brock Purdy's numbers and the 49ers record, if they finish 14 and 3, 13 and 4, one or two seed in the NFC, and you have Brock Purdy lighting it up, Give that's him the how trophy. you get an MVP candidate, dog. Give him the trophy. That's how that happens. That's right. All right. Let's get to your six quick thoughts on the Kings win over the Nuggets. We'll also talk about the standings. The 49ers got a big win yesterday, but they still have an uphill climb to the number one seed. We will talk about all of that. We're mixing and matching Kings Niners all day. Uh, Stay locked into the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. 
Yeah, so the 49ers get a big win against the Eagles. Kings get a big win against the Nuggets. Breaking it all down for you. We were talking at the break. I'm usually, just because of because of what I do with with NinersWire.com, with Candlestick Chronicles, I, I, I watch the 49ers with a, with a pretty critical uh, eye for the most part. Where I'm not looking for... I know they're good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I understand they are loaded and they have a good coach and all this. Like, I, 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 I'm fully with that. So, I, I feel like my job is to try and pick nits. Okay. And... Well, it's to be honest, be, you know... Sure. Yeah. I, I, it, I'm, I'm doing a disservice if I'm not as objective as I, as I possibly can be. That's how I view it. Anyways. Yeah. That doesn't, that, that's, um, I, so I typically come away from, from games or from moments kind of like trying to find the, the negatives. I, I, I trend, I guess, pessimistic if, if that's the word you want to use. This is the first time I've felt like if the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, it will be like a disappointment. Oh, I can see that. That's not to say that's not to yeah. say that like when they lost it in 2019, it's like, well, you blew, you blew a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter. That's a bad loss. <laughs> bad loss to take. Yeah, and, uh, you just got smoked by by Patrick Mahomes in the last in the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then twenty twenty one losing to the Rams when when Jaquaski Tart drops the pick. It's like yeah, it's tough, but you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt already. He was playing with a thumb injury and a shoulder injury, and ugh, it's just kind of a just kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird year. Like they were they were good, but were they better than the Rams? I didn't really. They beat the Rams a bunch of times, but were they better than them? I didn't really think so. And then in 2022, it was the three quarterback injuries, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden Brock Purdy. I I said when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, season's over. Then Brock Purdy comes in and lights it up, and then the NFC Championship game happens, and he gets hurt, and it's like, yeah, well, the Eagles. I, I, I probably I think the Eagles are probably better anyways, even if he hadn't gotten hurt. I don't know if they went to. Right now, as I as I sit here, it's like at this point, if the the Forty Niners are the best team in the league. And if you're not winning the Super Bowl now, I don't know what you're going to need to get over that hump. Okay, so I'll say this, Kyle. Typically, I think that on any given Sunday, there there are a handful of quarterbacks that can single-handedly defeat any team. Sure. Right? Like, we all know who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's your Patrick Mahomes. It's, you know. Lamar, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Jared Goff. Uh, uh, not Jared Goff. <laughs> um, but Joe Burrow. Mm, so so yeah. there's this group, right, that you have faith that, like, if it gets to an AFC championship game, if it gets to a Super Bowl, you you want to have faith in the team that you follow or that, that you that's your favorite team. But you also know that there's a chance that there's a quarterback that's so good that there's nothing you can do to stop them and they will win the day. That's what I thought happened in the – in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, of course, I thought the Niners were a better team, but Patrick Mahomes was just individually he's just better than everybody. Unbelievable! Yeah, yeah, he is the best player on in yes. the NFL, but uh, yes. on the planet when it comes to you, don't think you can beat him in a big game. Yeah, I just first of all like to steal for Sadiki's term, like Josh Allen just turned into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. 
And Lamar Jackson's been really good, but I, I just don't know that they're that really good. And then I get to uh, Burrow's hurt. Mm-hmm. And then Mahomes is just so beatable right now because he has dog wide receivers. He does. He has absolutely horrible wide receivers. They're so bad. They're doo-doo. They can't even get a blatant pass interference call in a crucial moment because nobody cares about that guy. Like, whatever. If you would have made some sort of trade for Devontae Adams, uh, that's a pass interference call. But nobody cares about... Marcus Valdez-Scantling? Yes. <laughs> they can't even, like myself, can't even remember if it's Valdez-Scantling or Scantling-Valdez. Scant- <laughs> hey. Scantling not, to, not to pause real quick. Um... <laughs> Maybe maybe toss the deep shot to Marcus Valdez-Scantling with the game on the line play out the window. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe drop that one for the playbook. I, I would it's agree. Working. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> not good at that specific play. Like, yeah. at least throw Nicole Hardman. Maybe he gets some sort of call, call yeah. there. But then I would say... Like if we if we take all the quarterbacks in the AFC that you think could beat you, I you know maybe Tua. Uh, okay, all mm-hmm. right, maybe that that offense is great. But then you get to the NFC, and the two teams that could possibly beat you, you like mollywopped. You you like yeah. you crush them. You mm-hmm. crush the Dallas Cowboys. You crush the Philadelphia Eagles. So mm-hmm. Kyle, I'm with you. If you lose the Super Bowl, like it's a long ways from now. Yeah. But if you lose it, I think it would be a bitter disappointment. This is the season that. You should get over the hump. Right, they they are all in. They signed Javon Hargrave. They trade for they trade for Chase Young. They have a quarterback who is elevating their offense beyond whatever Jimmy Garoppolo was ever able to do. Mm-hmm. Like they are they are in a spot where it's like this is the year, man. And if you're not doing it this year, it's really hard to believe that you're just going to get back up off the mat and make another run next year. Well, that and someone's going to pay for that. Yeah, like these these the Super Bowl Super Bowl contending windows. This is. Essentially, year five for them, starting oh, yeah. in 2019, 2020, they had, they had all the injuries and it was just not a not a competitive year. And then 21, NFC title game loss. 22, NFC title game loss. A 23, you're the best team in the league through 13 weeks. You have all the all the pieces in place to hoist a Lombardi trophy. Yeah. And if you're not doing it now, then... Like you said, anything can happen, and you lose. It's a one-game situation in the playoffs. But dude, I don't. You got to get over that hump. You you got to figure out how to how to win those games. And that's not to say. And again, this is not this is not me saying that. Oh, they're just going to walk. Pencil them in. Like Detroit is going to be a tough out in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Philly oh, yeah. is still awesome. Philly is still really really good. The, and the Ravens, Dallas is rolling. Dallas man. is kicking rear end right now. Yes, they are rolling. D- but. I don't trust Dallas in the playoffs. No, so, <laughs> ch- check not. that. I don't trust Mike McCarthy specifically in the playoffs. So, so, but Dallas rolling right now. You go to the you go to the AFC. You mentioned the the Dolphins. That offense is a buzzsaw. And the Ravens, very very good. Mm-hmm. As as good of a team as there is in the league. Like so, I mean, there's. It's not to say oh they're just going to walk to it, but I would say that they are probably going to be favored in any playoff game they have. And they are probably if they if 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 they make it to the Super Bowl, they would probably be favored in that as long as they're whole. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, like we talk about the window, the window, like realistically, right now, the window is Trent Williams. Hmm. Like, like the window, he's he's the dude with the big giant foot keeping the the window open. Hmm. Like at, at some point, 
Like you're, you don't have a replacement for him in the pipeline. You don't have another option there. You can't draft one because they're, you're never going to be high enough to draft mm -hmm. an elite uh, left tackle. Yeah. He is so good that uh, I'm telling you like the other guys, yes, they're, they're all great, but you can't put a middle of the road left tackle on that thing and, yeah. and think that you're going to be okay. Yeah. And what is he? 35, 36, 35 turning 36, I believe. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. So yeah, he's keeping that window open. Hold his trouble. He's thirty-five. Uh, turns thirty-six next summer. So yeah, all right. In his age thirty-five season right now. Okay. Yeah. No, I I tend to agree with you. If Jalen Moore plays yesterday, I don't think the Forty ers win. All due respect to Jalen Moore. Yeah. Well, but I, when in doubt, the Niners got behind number seventy-one. And we also we don't even know if in that point if Brock Purdy survives the game. Sure. I mean that's a problem. <laughs> that's a yeah. problem right there. Mm -hmm. Like who who does though? Like. You know, quarterbacks get hurt, and mm -hmm. you don't want to have your your blind side not covered. Yeah, so. no doubt. All right, let's put a pin in Niners in Niners Eagles for a bit. I do want to talk about the standings uh, coming up, but let's get to the Kings win over the defending champion Denver Nuggets. The Kings fell behind early. They battled back with a huge second quarter and held on for a <clears throat> for a one twenty three one seventeen victory over Denver. James, let's get to your six quick thoughts from the game and kind of roll through um, what what you took away from from a a good win. I'm not going to say their best win of the season, but a but a very good win. Yeah, I don't think it was their best win of the season, but it was a really good win. Yeah. Uh, number one, stuff the stat sheet. Uh, De'Aaron Fox didn't break out for a forty point night, but he was at impactful in other ways. Uh, he notched his second double double of the season, posting twenty six points and a career high sixteen assists. He was absolutely electric, man. His steal late in the game, and then he stepped into a three. Mm -hmm. The confidence he showed in himself right there was stunning. Mm -hmm. Like, that was such a huge play in that game. And uh, the what we're seeing him build, how he's becoming more and more and more, is just wild to me. And I'm going to point out one other thing before, mm -hmm. we jump, before you, you jump in here. He had one turnover in this game. Unbelievable. On the season, he has four games where he has either zero or one turnovers. He's got another like five games where he's got two turnovers. He's got another four games where he's got three, and he only has one game this season where he's above three turnovers with four. He's averaging less than two turnovers per game. I've never seen a guy elevate his game and become a superstar like this while reducing his turnovers. Mm -hmm. The top scorers in the league... Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid and Kevin Durant, those are the three guys ahead of him. All of them average three and a half, 3.8 turnovers mm -hmm. per game. De'Aaron Fox is like 1.9. It's crazy. It's really, really hard to be as high usage as De'Aaron Fox is and as careful with the basketball as he is. And the most impressive part about it is not just the high usage. It's not, oh, he has the ball in his hands a lot. And so it is the fact that there are so many opportunities when you're dishing out what, how many, how many assists per game is he at? Eight? Um, as of right now, he's at 6.6, 6.0. 6. Okay. So about seven, when you're dishing out seven assists per game and you're driving to the basket and you're kicking the ball out and you're doing all the, all the things he's, there are so many opportunities getting in the lane as often as he does offensive foul. That's a turnover being able to avoid the contact there. It, he's just, man, Every time, offensively, defensively, 
Um, him running the point as a true point guard, him scoring the ball, him playing off the ball, whatever they need from him on a given night, that's what they're getting. And again, I feel like I say, it, this is a testament to this. I feel like this is something that we talk about every game. So I guess that's superstar stuff, man. It is, man. His usage is at 32.2 on the season. It's insane. His assist rate is 32.1. His turnover rate is 7.3. Like his rookie season, 16.4. His second season, 15. Last season, 10.6. To shave 3.3% off your turnover percentage? It's insane. It's absolutely bananas. Yeah, he's playing so incredibly well. <laughs> you, you talk about the turnover rate, that's a... Turnover percentage is estimate of turnovers per 100 plays. <laughs> of the players with usage percentages higher than him, Nikola Jokic has a higher... So these usage rates higher, these are their turnover rates. 11.3 for Nikola Jokic. LaMelo Ball, 15.3. Devin Booker, 11.3. Kevin Durant, 12.7. Giannis, 15.1. Luka Doncic, 13.1. Joel Embiid, 12.5. And then there's De'Aaron, 7.3. 7.3. That is mind-boggling. For a dude who's averaging 30.3 a game, that's it is absolutely mind-boggling. Just Six nutty. points. Yeah, like look at his stats. Look at Russell Westbrook's stats. Track them year by year, mm-hmm. and you can project where he's going to be. I don't think he's ever going to be the 10 rebounds per game guy, but that's because he has Sabonis, and, and he respects that Sabonis is going to go get the rebound. Um but he, outside of that, like the the production level is mm-hmm. right there. It's right there in line with what uh, Westbrook was. And uh, I'll say this all, De'Aaron Fox is a much better defender. Yeah. Look at yeah, that. I, I, I bamboozled six quick thoughts. Nice job. That. No, you're fine. Um, we have, I mean, we got, we got time. We're good. All right. The sidebar real quick on the Russell Westbrook thing, because I'm a Russell Westbrook guy now, so I have to come to his defense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I, I always just the Russell Westbrook defense thing. And again, this is unrelated to anything that you just said. I always wonder what he would have looked like defensively if he didn't gamble for steals as often as he did. He spent so, he got blown by so many times because he was jumping for steals, reaching for steals. I, I, I do wonder because a guy that athletic and, and at his size, you would feel like, yeah, man, he, he, he should have been a pretty good defender. But anyways, that's separate. Darren yeah. Fox, better defender than Russell Westbrook. You are correct. Uh, number two. Uh, number two, heat check. Uh, Malik Monk brought energy from the moment he stepped on the court, knocked him down a couple of early threes. Uh, he ran the second unit to perfection, 26 points, mm-hmm. four assists. Him and Malik Monk, uh, him and De'Aaron Fox are playing together a lot this season, mm-hmm. which Mike Brown did not do last year. It is such a an impossible thing for opposing defenses to stop two of these dudes. When they're both on the court together, and you don't know who's going to be attacking and how they're going to do it, and they both attack in different ways, it just makes the Kings nearly unstoppable for those five or six minutes they're on the court. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't matter who's out there with them. Yeah. Put shooters out there. Put a big yeah. man out there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just let them, let them run. Finding that go-to lineup in five minutes left in a playoff game, it's tied. Mm-hmm. What five guys do you trust? Like That is what, for me, with Mike Brown, that's what this season is about. This entire season, the 82 games is about finding out, okay, hey, in a game seven of a playoff series, it's tied and there's five minutes left. Who's closing this game? Who are your five guys? And right now, I think you have to start with Fox and Monk. 
Box him in your up. backcourt. And then and uh, people might sh- like think I'm crazy. Kevin Herter in these situations has been tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous. Mm-hmm. Trey Lyles has been tremendous. Mm-hmm. Like you're starting to see, I'm building out a lineup that does not include Harrison Barnes and does not, in, it might not even include Demonis Sabonis on some nights wow. or Keegan Murray. Yeah. It's yeah. Gotta go. That That's something that you can go matchup based with it. Yeah. And that's going to be fascinating to watch as the season unfolds and then as the postseason unfolds. Number three. Uh, Sabonis versus Jokic. Hmm. Uh, it should be one of the best uh, watches in the league. Sabonis got off to a slow start, but he finished with 17 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists. Jokic is unstoppable, 36 points, 12 rebounds, and 12. Actually, he had uh, 14 and 13. Um, those are the one stats that I, I messed up in the in the six quick thoughts. And it's because that guy accumulates rebounds and assists so quickly that there is no way to keep track of them. It is it's unbelievable. Ab- isn't it wild to watch him? He just he he's he's one of those athletes that I know. Like I get I get it with Nikola Jokic. I know it. I watch it. I've seen it in the playoffs, I've seen it in the regular season. Yet every time I watch him, I'm still like slack jawed. Yeah, just the greatness that is him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know yeah. I know people are probably tired of hearing it because we, again, everybody knows. There's nobody out there going, you know who sucks? Nikola Jokic. Nobody <laughs> believes that. Right? You're He's confused by him, how he does it. Two-time MVP. Oh, yeah. Runner-up last year. NBA champion. Should have been a three-time MVP. Probably going to win it this year because he gets a makeup one for last year now that he has a ring. Like, I, it, it, he, all the accolades. Like, yeah, everybody knows. And yeah. yet still, every time it's like, God, what a, I asked, what a marvel. I asked Domas in the locker room. I said, hey, I know you've watched a lot of footage. That's not a name drop. You're doing your job. I'm sorry. Yeah. Keep going. You, I said, you've watched a lot of footage of your dad. Uh-huh. I said, does Jokic remind oh, you of your, of your dad? And he said, yeah, they're different, but there are a lot of similarities. Like a passing big, mm-hmm. they can do what he can do. He's like, I get it. I get the comparison. Especially, you know, when we got to see uh, Arvidas in, in the, at, the pro, at the NBA mm-hmm. level, his knees were gone. And he, you know? yeah, he came in late. Yeah, yeah, but it was still like this immense man doing these things that you had never seen before. Right. Yeah, just wild to watch. Yeah, pretty unbelievable. We got to bust through these, don't we? Yeah, we got we got three to go. Uh, uh, number four. Welcome back. After missing four straight games with a low back issue, Keegan Murray returned to the court. It was a rough go. Mike Brown pulled him. And mm. then not only did he pull him after like a minute and a half because he passed on a couple of shots, but he pulled him aside and he had a really long conversation with him. And trying to boost his spirits and saying, "Hey, no, that's you need to shoot." He responded really well in the second half, uh, dropping in eight points in the third quarter. Um, yeah, good, good bounce back. Yeah, if he's not, I mean, that's the biggest thing with him, right? It's like if he's not gonna put the ball up, the 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 entire Kings operation long term is in jeopardy. It changes. Like that's that's yeah. what that's. Again, in the microcosm of this game, was Keegan Murray shooting it or not shooting it going to be the difference between a win or a loss? Probably not. But over the scope of the next five years, yeah, like that's a dude who you need to see develop, and he's not going to do that if he's hanging out passing up shots. No, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah there has to come a point where his accountability level for himself mm-hmm. starts to take over, yeah. where you're not having to prod him mm-hmm. the whole time. And good on, he feels it. Yeah, and good on, and good on Mike Brown for pulling him. 
and not just saying, yeah, let him play through it. Stood you're next like, to him, no, standing courtside for like three minutes having a conversation with him. I asked Mike about it after the game, and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to get into all of it, but yeah, we're just trying to say, hey, look, man, you got to shoot it, and we, we need you out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good yeah. stuff. Number five. Uh, number five, the other guys. Great Harrison, movie. Yeah, there it is. Uh, the Wooden Gun. Uh, <laughs> Harrison Barnes and Kevin uh, Herter both had solid games. Uh, HB scored 11 points and 5 and 9 from the field. He did brick a late rebound and put back, which was crazy because I was watching the replay just a minute ago. Um, but then you had Kevin Herter, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 4 6 from deep. Uh, he had the big dagger, the dagger late in the game that ended it. Mm. And two huge rebounds down the stretch, just tremendous rebounds. So a uh, big game for Kevin Her- Herter. I want to put a pin in number five because I want to tie it to something else that we will talk about next segment. So put a pin in number five, go to number six. Um, okay, number six, still got it. JaVale McGee, that's number six. Yeah. Okay. JaVale, man. He's been all, all all over the board this season, but he matched up well against DeAndre Jordan and made a huge impact. He ran the floor, attacked the rim, finished with eight points, four rebounds, and three blocks. He was a plus 14 in 12 minutes. His first stint, he was a plus 20, and I thought he was tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. So it was good, awesome. Good for JaVale. Like, short burst, and, and do what you do well. Don't do the other things. Just yeah. do what you do well. Like, yep. stay within yourself. I don't need to see threes. I don't need to see you handling the ball. I don't need to see you trying to throw a bounce passes to a cutter going baseline. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> do what you do well. Get in the pick and roll and do what DeAndre Jordan does. Just yes. do the pick and roll to death. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hang out near the rim. Affect some shots. If you can get some blocks, great. You love that. Stay out of foul trouble. And for God's sakes, JaVale, two hands. when he gets the rebound, go two hands and then keep it high. Like, f- wait until you can clear out and then bring it down. Golly, 16 years in. He the amount of times <laughs> he brings the ball down after a rebound to get it knocked away by someone a foot or a foot and a half shorter than him, which a foot and a half is crazy, uh, six inches to a foot shorter than him is uh, mind-blowing. I watched Jason Thompson do it for eight straight years. <laughs> My gosh. Don't bring the ball down. Keep it high. Wait to clear, and then you can... That in, don't put the ball, you don't need to gather dribble. Just go back up and dunk the ball. Yeah. Don't do it. Hey, <laughs> I love JaVale so much. The rebound and then the putback where he's falling away when he doesn't need to be. Oh, yeah. Is unbelievable. Or the Chris go Paul. the rim, my guy. Chris Paul stripped him and then he still went up for the layup even though he didn't have the ball. Yeah. It just, God, I love him. No, but when he, when he, when he stays within that... Catch lobs, block shots, grab rebounds. Grab rebounds. There's a very small. Don't don't do the tip out rebound thing. That's never worked at all. Like, and it's a nightmare for Kings fans who remember 2002. Uh, <laughs> like, just don't do it. Don't don't try to bat the ball out. Just grab the rebound and hold on to it. Yeah. Grab it. Don't even put it on the floor. Just grab it. Hold on to it. Wait for a guard to come take it from you. That's it. Javale McGee, by the way. Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game. That's right. ESPN1320.com. The Jiffy Lube Contest page is right there in front of your face when you go to that website. Enter the code word JAVALE, J-A-V-A-L-E, and you will be entered to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate, courtesy of Jiffy Lube. JAVALE. The password is JAVALE. It sure is. We also have our delivery from Jiffy Lube. You want to... Hmm. 
You want to open one of those next? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do okay. it, Kyle. We have a giveaway next week, and we're giving something away. It's in these wrapped boxes. We've been given permission to open one of these boxes to let you know what we are giving away next week. We showed up last week. Jiffy Lube had dropped these off, so shout out to them. Whatever's inside, don't even care. It's dope that they dropped those off. If anything, it looks really cool, but we're going to let you know what's inside, and we'll be giving away whatever it is uh, next week leading up to... Um, leading up to the holidays. Yes. So shout out to Jiffy Lube for whatever is in those boxes. We'll let you know what it is when we come back and we will continue our Kings discussion. We'll continue our Niners discussion. And you said something in your six quick thoughts uh, <clears throat> that made me, that made me realize that the Kings and the 49ers are really, really similar in one way. And I'll tell you what it is next on ESPN 1320. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. All right, we back. That's James Ham. He's over there. I'm Kyle Madsen. I'm right here. Kings Nuggets. Kings get a big win over the Nuggets, 123-117. That was on Saturday. Big measuring stick game. The Kings showed, hey, the defending champs on the back night of a road back-to-back, they're going down when they come visit Golden 1 Center. That's right. Kings are... Five-point deficit after the first quarter. No big deal. Battled back. Huge second quarter. Held on for the win. You love to see it. And then the 49ers, a little bit different deal. Going into Philadelphia, playing the defending NFC champs, um, the 49ers went in and handled business. 42-19 to was the final score in that one. The 49ers scored on their final six possessions. Six, Six consecutive touchdowns is something the 49ers hadn't done since 1992. Ooh. Yeah, that's quality. That's really hard to do. Is that uh, six it? touchdowns in a game is is not the easiest? Doing it on six straight possessions is gnarly. So ninety two is that Steve Young, or is that Joe Montana? I think it's both. I thought Joe Montana was ninety. I think he left ninety three after was the ninety two season. What was when Montana left? I think. Yeah, so I'm wondering who it was that had that game. I don't know. Yeah, because he only. I'm going to go find out for you. He only played the 93 and 94 season in. um, Uh, Yeah, Montana did not start a game for the 49ers that year, so it was Steve Young. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And I think it was. Was it week seven against the Falcons? I think it was. They won 56 to 17. They beat the Falcons, who were in the NFC West, 97 to 20 that season in their two games. 97 to 20. Okay. 56 to 17 and 41 to 3 were the two scores. Okay. Oof. All right. I have a 49ers Kings comp for you. But before we get to that, everybody, we are going to open up one of our packages that Jiffy Lube dropped off for us to give away next week. <sighs> they've, been, they've been taunting us. They have. They've just been sitting Teasing here. Teasing us. Sitting sitting us. behind you. And that's messed up. So Jiffy Lube didn't just bring these and drop them off in the corner. They, like, set them up, like, behind you. So we have to stare at them the whole time. And we're like, great, are these for us? And they said, no, you got to give them away. So they've been just sitting there. And, if again, if you're listening, there are wrapped Christmas presents behind James. They all appear to be the same thing. They all appear to be the same box. They're courtesy of our friends at Jiffy Lube. We're going to open one now. And we're going to let you know what is inside. And we will then be giving these things. What are there, five of them? There are five of them. We will be giving these five things away next week. 
Do we have any guesses what in the got? chatty house as to what it is? What do we got, people? Somebody said a jello mold. I don't think it's that. Uh, that's something that, you know, especially the one with cat food in it. Um, Gross. Christmas vacation? Mm-mm. You don't remember? Or have you not seen Christmas vacation? I got nothing for you. Oh, the ant, the really, really old ant brings uh, jello mold. Making further references to the movie I haven't seen is not going to help. Wow. You haven't seen Christmas vacation. Bro, you're going to do this every time. Just you guys accept, ready? Just accept that I'm an uncultured swine. You guys ready? All right, here goes here goes James Ham. I will commentate. Oh wow, he's diving in. Wow, that's a big that's a big I tear. I pulled okay, my mic see. out. Got a guess of game tickets, oil changes for a year, oil filters for one year. Oh Kyle. <laughs> oh Kyle. <laughs> it's a PS5. Cool. Sick. All right. Nice. That's a Jiffy Loop Christmas right there, people. What's in the box? What's in the box? Wow. All right. So, uh, shout out to uh, Jiffy Loop. <laughs> Courtesy of Jiffy Loop, the insiders, that's me and James, we will be giving away all next week, one each day, we will be giving you a PS5. Incredible, Kyle. Week. Incredible. And the best part is, Here's here's how we're going to do this. We're going to open up the phone lines and we're going to make it a call-in contest where we will give you a number or a cue to call and you will then have to call. And if you are the right number caller, you will win. All right. You will get the PS5. It'll be all wrapped up for you. We'll even, we'll, we will rewrap the one that James just unwrapped. So we're going to have it all wrapped up for you. So if you want to give it as a Christmas present, maybe for a, a friend or a sibling yeah. or a child or whatever, you, it'll be pre-wrapped for you. You don't have to go through that rigmarole. Or if you're keeping it for yourself, hey, fun little thing, you get to tear it open. That's right. Yeah. I think the way you open a Christmas present says a lot about you too, Kyle. Oh, definitely. That's right. I'm a very neat present opener. Are you? Yeah. Are you one that like cuts the, the tape? No, I don't cut it. No, that's nuts. Dude, using using utensils to open a thing, unless it's like a fully taped box where you need uh oh, yeah? like like if it's packing tape. But on the on the wrapping itself, I usually tear the end open and then try and pull the box out without tearing the rest of the paper. What? But if I have to, I'll tear the rest, yeah. Okay, so I'm a weirdo like that, dude. I I miss having when the boys were little because you got to stay up late. You got to build things. You yeah, got to yeah, yeah. like, and then when you have like, you go to open presents, you have to have like a whole tool kit with you. Yeah. You have to have like every type of screwdriver known to man. You've sure. got to have something to cut like little zip ties. You right. got to Like you have to have, they want to open that stuff now. Well, yeah, but like some of the packaging now is crazy. Kyle. Like you yeah. cannot get in. So, uh, but I miss it. I miss all of that. So isn't that amazing? Um, uh, Wow, and these things do 8K and 4K? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, man. PS5, oh, yeah. courtesy of Jiffy Lube. It's a Jiffy Lube Christmas, people. Oh, yeah. That's, that's sick. Right. What a neat... Dang, that's... Dude, everybody who was like, it's oil changes for a year, it's free oil... I was kind of like, yeah, that's probably where what it is. <laughs> Maybe like cases of oil. <laughs> so like, you, two, you can do your own oil changes. Like PS5s, holy smokes. Yeah, like a roadside kit. I, I could have seen that being a, like a big roadside kit. 
uh, yeah, the PS5, not only is it a PS5, but Kyle, we got... Yeah, we got five of them. We got five of them to give away. For Deer and Fox. That's right. That's right. Or awesome. you can add the five and five, and now it's for Demona Sabonis. Dang, there's layers to this giveaway. That's right. There's layers to this, bro. <laughs> this is not a game. This is this not, is a, not game. a game. Not a game. I hit that earlier. I just didn't have my... my well, amazing. You want to stack that box back up on top so the folks can see it? All right. So <laughs> I didn't know Drew, if I got in the Drew way. said we're going it, to... It comes with an oil change simulator. Yeah. All right. Oh. Excellent. We're giving away PS5s. What a fun thing. This is the coolest thing I think I've ever given away. I mean, honestly, it, people are going to be like... Just think if you win, how excited your kids could be yeah. to get one of these PS5s. And then like half of the people that are in our chat, they're just going to steal the PS5 from the kids and not give it to them. And But that's okay. You win it, it's yours. Whatever you do, you do. I have not owned a video game console since I got rid of my PS2 in 2013. Kyle's going to abscond with one of these. I know. I'm gonna. <laughs> There's actually seven be, of them, but <laughs> Kyle stole one. <laughs> yeah, no. I, w- I wish I could do that. I cannot. That'd be cool as heck, though. I did uh, just... This segment's almost over, so say whatever you're going to say, and then we're going to go to break. All right, cool. Uh, A couple of years ago... My Niners King thing next segment. I did not get on the PS5 wagon when they were, like, impossible, impossible, impossible to find. Mm. And uh, I put a call out there and said, hey, uh, I need a PS5, because my oldest said, hey, I really want a PS5. Like, right at the last second, I put it out to Kings fans. A Kings fan reached out and said, I have an extra one. Met me at the Sawyer Hotel, and I purchased a PS5 for my son at at the Sawyer Hotel. That's incredible. Oh, Christmas meal. Okay. Kings fans never fail you. No, never once. Never. Never once. All right. Um, I'm going to put a pin in my Niners-Kings thing. I promise we will get to that. We have Kings-Pelicans in-season tournament action tonight. 49ers get a big win over the Eagles. We'll talk about what that means for the NFC playoff picture. Plus... Mad props. Mad props. That's what we're doing next. Who won this week? Uh-oh. It was I, a tight one. I don't know. It was a tight one. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you who won next, and we will continue diving into the Kings and 49ers victories and look ahead to the in-season tournament knockout round that begins tonight with the Kings and Pelicans at the Golden 1 Center. That's James. I'm Kyle. We're sponsored by Jiffy Loop. This is the Insiders on ESPN 1320. Be right back. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Let's get to some mad props. We're not going to forget today. All right. I'm just diving right in. We forgot about that one time. Yeah, a couple uh, last week, actually. We had to wind up doing them on Tuesday because I messed up and we didn't do them Monday. All right. It might have been two weeks ago. Whatever. Anyways, we're going to dive right in. So what I do is I take a stat from a, the 49ers game on Sunday, and then I take a stat from the Kings game over the weekend. And before each game, we put the stats against each other and James and I decide which number is going to be greater of the two numbers. So our first one this week was Brock Purdy pass attempts or Kings first quarter points against the Nuggets. We both took Kings first quarter points. And if you believe it, Brock Purdy pass attempts was the winner. Oh, because it was 25 for the Kings, right? 27. Oh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy gets over on us. Right, so that's what's what's funny. Is 27 was about the number I thought they'd land at, 25 to 27. But 
I had the Kings scoring far more than 25 points in the first. I thought quarter. they would have scored like 32. Yeah, right. It, it, 30 plus. That was yeah. That was actually more of what I had the Kings at 30 plus. I didn't think Brock Purdy was going to put the ball in the air 30 plus times. Mm. So um, either way, one. the Kings the Kings going uh, for 25 first quarter points is tough. The next one is Brandon Ayuk receiving yards. This one was not close. Or made field goals in Kings Nuggets. Ayuk only had 46 receiving yards. Mm. But this was the this is my this is my issue here. So you had you had Ayuk yards. I had made field goals. Uh, Forty six ninety seven was the final there. Oh, so the problem is is Ayuk came into the game averaging almost twenty yards per catch, and he had five catches. Oh wow! If you had told me, hey, Ayuk has five catches in this game, I would have been like, that receiving yards versus made field goals number is spot on. Mm-hmm. It was not close. Not at all. Five catches for forty six yards for Brandon Ayuk. He did have a touchdown. Uh, that that opened the scoring for the 49ers, alas. If I had done just one or the other, the forty the the Kings made 49 field goals, the Nuggets had 48. Oh. That was really close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you combine them, it's not. No. It's a tough look. I got me. crushed. Uh yeah, Oof. just on that one. Just yep. on that one. Um the next one is Christian McCaffrey touches or Demonis Sabonis points plus assists. 20 touches is, I think, a good number for Christian McCaffrey. And that's, yeah, he finished at 20. Yeah, and I think that's a solid get him involved but not, like, overworking him type mm-hmm. of num- number. Uh, Demonis Sabonis, the winner here, though, and we both had him picked. 24 points and assists for Demonis Sabonis and 20 touches for Christian McCaffrey, so we both get that one right. Good on Domas. I was ready to come in here with with the flamethrower for Domas after his first half. Hmm. I was really, if he struggled in the second half, that was going to be three consecutive games and it was going to be like, bruh, n- need something. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> Demonis Sabonis had a great game in the second half. <laughs> he did. Uh, he was, had a really nice bounce back game. In the second half, 10 points, 11 boards, four assists after going for uh, seven points and four boards, three assists in the first half. Okay. Yeah, dominated I, dominated the final twenty four minutes. I, I think so too. He did get a bunch of chippy fouls and I, like really really silly. Um, like I'm watching some of the replays back, and he even mentioned it. You could tell he was not happy mm. with the unbalanced and even like like the the total free throw number came back to like square, but it was because uh, they had the Kings went to the free throw line a bunch in the last minute. And it was like, come on, yeah. come on. So yeah, for the game, it was uh, twenty to eleven of fifteen, 15 for the Kings, and thirteen of twenty for the Nuggets. Thirteen at twenty for the Nuggets, and the Kings had De'Aaron Fox at least at the line twice in the last in the final like thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. So that's where the unbalance. You're like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like on guys like Jokic. I get that you have to officiate everybody the same way or whatever, but dude, don't give him touch fouls, man. Especially the fallaway like jumper he's touch so, foul. Come so, on, he's so hard to defend as it is. Yeah, Sabonis had his hand like right here on his yeah. like his belly. Rip. I hate that call. And and it was and then he he like falls back, and the guy like come on, and it's you know dumb. Mike Brown couldn't review it because technically speaking, he touched him. Right, they're gonna yeah, right. It was ridiculous. a foul, quote unquote. But like, come on, horrible. I, here was. If I was an NBA official, <laughs> here I go talking like it's easy. If I was an NBA official, I would look at it and be like, would I call that if we were playing pickup? 
when I say I, that's a foul. No, I I bet I've called on my t- three fouls and pick up in my life. Like you have to really affect my shot for me to be like, okay, hey, you got me. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's let's ball up top. If it's not that kind of foul, let them play. Yeah, that's where I'm at. But anyways, that's not just for Domas and Nikola Jokic. That's just across the league. I think so too. Nothing it, worse than a ticky tack got him on the grazed his elbow after he let go of the shot. Ugh. And then you go down on the other end and like Sabonis has to like bury a shoulder in someone's chest to try to clear space, takes a hit, totally gets launched the other mm-hmm. way, goes up, misses a shot, and nothing. Yeah. It's no, there wasn't ludicrous. a body touch, but that that hand on the rib cage yeah. stomach area. Yeah. It's really, really impacting the game. Yes. Yeah. That scoundrel. That's that's what it should be about. It should be about like, did you impact the play? Yeah. And the fact is Sabonis didn't impact the play with like three of his foul calls. I feel the same way about like holding and defensive um illegal contact in the NFL. Oh yeah. When they call holding on a on a player down the field on the far side oh thirty five yards away from the play, that's the worst. I hate that. Mm. Uh, the next one, George Kittle targets or Trey Lyles field goal attempts. Oh. We both got the McCaffrey-Domas one right, by the way. Uh, George Kittle targets or Trey Lyles field goal attempts. You took Lyles. I took Kittle. Six targets for Kittle. Eight field goal attempts for Trey Lyles. Oh. Right in the range that, that we talked about. Yeah. Like, this is, gosh, that over-under is probably like eight and a half for Lyles. It's probably like five and a half or six for Kittle. Kittle gets exactly six targets. Trey Lyles. Puts up eight field goal attempts. And I thought the Kittle targets were really effective. Like just getting him in space, easy throws for for Purdy, especially early on. Mm-hmm. Like just that's a good security blanket. Is George Kittle the monster that he was where he's creating explosive touchdowns, what feels like every other play? No. That was half a decade ago. But he's still really, really effective as a pass catcher. He's still good after the catch. And I thought that was a a key to settling Purdy down was was getting Kittle some work early. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought Kittle had a really nice game. I also think, like, Trey Lyles didn't have a game that stood out that was, like, super, super impactful. Mm-hmm. He was still good. Yeah, it's you not gonna, you're not going to have an impact every single game. Especially as a role player off the bench. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really tough, especially when McGee goes for eight points. Yep. You know, so it's tough. Uh, the next one, 49er sacks allowed or De'Aaron Fox made threes. Very, very tight. We both had Fox... Mm. And we both got a win on this one. We did. It was three to two, right? Yep. Three threes for De'Aaron Fox, two sacks allowed for the 49ers. Two sacks allowed, and they both came on their first three drives. You know what, too? I'm going to bring this up. Uh, Purdy had, he got sacked twice. Yeah. For negative four yards total. So Jalen Hurts got sacked three times. Negative 27. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Well, and there was the one, there was the one that, um, there was the one on, I thought it was the play, like game-changing play where they, it was the Eagles' second possession. And they had the ball in the red zone. And he drops back and just keeps going backwards. And as he like goes to make a move, he slips and falls. Javon Kinlaw gets the easiest sack that he'll ever get in his life by just being in the area and touching him down. Yeah. That play was, A, it's a loss of 15 yards, and it turned their third and goal into a third and forever. And they wind up settling for a field goal. If they go up even 10 nothing there, that game goes dramatically differently. Like, 
No, the, I, I they totally don't hold agree. them to two field goals. Yeah, it was a really bad play. Yeah, yeah. So I, that, I mean that didn't that didn't help that that sack yardage total. I also I think it was really interesting. Kinlaw they kept saying he hadn't had a sack in like three years, and and then he ends up with two in that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, and then someone else had a sack, which I didn't even know. Uh, Kalia Davis. I didn't even know he existed. Who made? Well, he made his NFL debut yesterday. Okay, that's why I didn't know he existed. Yeah, NFL debut comes up with a sack very very late in the game. It was garbage time. But comes up. That's really cool though. He's a guy at UCF, a converted linebacker. He was a linebacker. They converted him to defensive oh. tackle. Tore his ACL as a senior. Basically redshirted last year for the Niners. He's been a healthy scratch all year this year. But with Eric Armstead dealing with the foot injury, they had him active today for the first time, or on Sunday for the first time in his career, and uh, he came up with a sack. So good for him. Nice. Really cool. Yeah. Nice. Good, good, little, good little story for the 49ers defense. So, yeah, uh, we both had De'Aaron Fox in that one. 3-2 to two was, the, was the final there. And then we had, conversely, 49ers sacks, <laughs> or Davion Mitchell made threes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I won that one. I did yeah, claim did. that they would have five. They only had three. Yeah. Three sacks for the Niners. Um, Davion didn't play. So that's mm. a loss for me. Yeah, that's tough. And, dude, the the Pro Football Focus credited the 49ers with <laughs> 46 pressures of Jalen Hurts. Oof. But that that number's deceiving. Yeah, is they that got, real? They got, yeah, that, the, a lot of those were Jalen Hurts dropping back and then not throwing the football. And just holding on to it for too long. Because hmm. the Eagles offensive line was really good, but the Niners would get one guy to win inside or one guy to win on the edge, and then it would wreak havoc because he's escaping the pocket and then everything blows up. But I thought it was interesting. Nick Bosa after the game said that a one of the issues for Hertz or one of the reasons that the Niners defense had success is when the rush starts to come in, Hertz drops his eyes and looks at the rush to figure out where to escape. And then has trouble resetting and finding his receivers down the field after he drops his eyes. Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, really, really, really fascinating. And that that like that makes sense when you see how long he was holding onto the ball yesterday. I'm sure the Niners secondary was good as well, but I, I refuse to believe that Ambry Thomas and Javarius Ward and and those guys were just locking up AJ Brown and Devontae Smith down the field like that. Yeah, that's interesting. He had to have missed some open guys. Especially like when you watch Mahomes play, that's the key to Mahomes right there. Like I even watched, he had a play yesterday where he took off running and then as he's about to cross the line, he jumped up in the air and threw the ball over the top of the linebackers, both of which who had sucked in for like three Mm -hmm. yards Mm -hmm. right to Travis Kelsey for like an 18 yard pickup. It's just impossible to stop. It, it is impossible, except yeah. for when his receivers drop the ball. <laughs> well, yeah, if he's throwing it to Kelsey, it's fine. Otherwise, it's a 50 50 proposition. All right. I got this Niners Kings comp for you. We'll look ahead to Kings Pelicans. Kenny Caraway is going to come in for something I'm calling the handoff. Uh oh. So Kenny Caraway is going to come in, We're calling it the handoff. It's just a little crossover. We're going to start doing this every single day where one of D'Lo or Casey pops in. For the last few minutes to kick around whatever we're talking about. We'll find out what they're going to get into. And uh, that's something we're going to start doing because we like those guys and we like talking to them. And this is just an excuse to do that. That's right. So Kenny Carraway will join us. We got more Kings, more Niners, and then NBA in-season tournament action, baby. Let's talk about it next. ESPN 1320. Now, back to 
the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. About a half an hour till we hand it off to D'Lo and KC, but Kenny Caraway is going to join us for the handoff in about 10 minutes. So before Kenny gets in here, James, let's get to a couple more 49ers Kings related things. So you had in number five on your six quick thoughts from the Kings 123-117 win over the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Number five was the other guys. Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter, uh, they were both really good. Barnes had 11 points. He was 5-9. Herter, 16 and six boards. He was 4-6 from beyond the arc. Had a couple of big rebounds down the game. The Niners and Kings are, are really similar to me in, in, in this sense. And it's not, it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. But when you were talking about this, it just struck me because you watch the the best version of the 49ers mm-hmm. and there's not a, there's not a, you know, who's, no, I'm, no, I'm trying, for the Eagles, for example, mm-hmm. the best version of the Eagles is like, dude, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, get them rolling. That's what it's got to be. Yeah. With the Niners, I don't. I know that Christian McCaffrey is probably the the tip of the spear, but we've seen them win games this year where you'd call it a Debo game. Mm-hmm. You've seen them win games this year where it's a Brandon Ayuk game, a Kittle game, a Christian McCaffrey game. Yet in all of that, there's never there's never a game where it's like Christian McCaffrey had 200 yards and four touchdowns, and everybody else combined had six yards. And that that to me is where the the Kings and and Forty Niners are are very similar because. I don't know that the Kings can make the run they want to make without getting some kind of contribution from and like bit like like bit like four of six from beyond the arc from Kevin Herter. Okay. Demonis Sabonis, it's fifteen rebounds. It's twenty four points from Malik Monk. It's Harrison Barnes adding eleven points. It feels like there's a totality a a of of the team that comes with the 49ers that that to me is is uh I guess similar with with the Kings. No, I get you. I get you. It's I'm, a- I'm struggling to find that because it's it, I I got hung up a little bit because the Niners it's like, "Hey, look at all these stars whereas with the Kings it's more like role players." Well, yeah, but I, I would I would tell you that while it feels like the 49ers is all this these stars, but Kittle isn't a top three wide receiver, uh, tight end anymore. Mm-hmm. A- and Debo is not a, an all pro wide receiver anymore. Sure. And Ayuk hasn't got there yet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I get what you're saying. Totally. Hmm, that's interesting. But w- what I would say is that, like, yeah, they are really, really good role players in there. And, and all of them have star potential. Like, any player on the Kings, any of their main group, Mm-hmm. Can go for thirty on any night. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that, but at the same time, like I get what you're saying. Like McCaffrey is like the equivalent of of De'Aaron Fox, right? Yes. Yeah, he's gonna bring it every single night, and mm-hmm. you can rely on him, and he he's putting up big numbers. And I'd even say like Purdy Sabonis, like we could go through that. Yeah. But then the rest of the guys, they kind of do have this like they're really good at what they do. They aren't mm-hmm. so far above everyone else, but Malik Monk and and Debo, okay. That's a good comp. Yeah. Um, you know, the steadiness that, that is like a Keegan Murray. I could see you could care, uh, compare him to uh, Brandon Ayuk. 
mm-hmm. and and Herder or Barnes, either one, like Kittle. I can mm-hmm. see all of that. So yeah, I, I think that there is like definitely something. Who's Trent Williams on the Kings. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I would I would actually say Sabonis is Trent Williams, uh, like in in this type of conversation. Sure. I because preferred I, I preferred the Purdy comp. I thought the Purdy comp was good. Yeah, yeah, but I I think that the the quality of what he is and who he is. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a surefire Hall of Famer. I'm not sure. Sabonis hasn't solidified himself yet as a surefire Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. um, but he's on pace like Trent Williams is. So, yeah, um, yeah so maybe maybe that works. But, uh, yeah, I think that there is some comparable pieces here because it is um, the Kings aren't built like, the Phoenix Suns where it's just nothing but star power. And then who knows what after that, you know, and, and even the guys that they have, you can say, Oh, that, you know, Brent, uh, uh, well, um, what's his name? Um, who are we talking about? Uh, the Suns. Yeah. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. Okay. So like, even if you look at Nurkic, like Nurkic wouldn't like play on the, I mean, he would play on the Kings, but he wouldn't be like no. a major rotational I'd piece. Be Alex Len. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might play more than that, but some of these guys, Grayson Allen, that's who I was thinking mm-hmm. like Grayson Allen, his stats might not look that bad, but the fact is they look that good because all eyes are on the other players. Sure. You know, yeah, he's yeah. getting so many wide open looks and sure you got to hit your shots, but mm-hmm. Um, but when you got Kevin Durant and you've got Devin Booker drawing all this attention, it does make it easier for some of these guys. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, there's, there's a totality to it that goes beyond. And it, it, I think matters more in the NBA because I think the talent level in the league is too high and teams are too good at, at team building now. And they're too smart to just go, Hey, we're going to have these, this one or two guys. And then, Slop. I just yeah. don't think that's going to work. Yeah. And I think it takes a team unit like the one the Kings have. And conversely, I think the same thing with, with the 49ers. Yeah. And any team, frankly, that that has a chance to win the Super Bowl. You have Dallas. It's a really good defense. They got a bunch of offensive playmakers. Uh, Philly, it's, it's the same kind of thing. But it feels like game in and game out with San Francisco. There's... It feels like every week there's just somebody new that we're talking about, and and it goes the same way with the Kings. Yeah, I mean that that totally makes sense. That's it's the way the Kings are built that they're going to have you know their stable guys. They're, the two main guys go for X amount of points, mm-hmm. X amount of rebounds, X amount of you know assists, mm-hmm. and then the other guys are going to take turns having big nights. Let's real quick rip through our our. <laughs> this is fun. The our Niners Eagles keys. Yep. Your first key was get to Hurts. The Niners had three sacks. They they rushed four a ton. Yeah. And just dropped seven and made him be a decision maker. And it was really clear that the Eagles offense is not designed for that. Mm. Whether it's it's a flaw with Jalen Hurts or whether it's a flaw with Ben Johnson's offensive system, that's the Eagles offensive coordinator. I'm not really sure, but they did enough to... It took a minute to get there, but they got home... They got some pressure. They flushed him out of the pocket a couple times, and they kept him from making those big downfield throws. Yeah. Well, that, and you saw every time he tried to get out of the pocket, Fred Warner was waiting yes. and ready to go run mm-hmm. him over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of, lot of Fred Warner just spying yes. and, and hanging out. Uh, your second key was the real MVP stand-up. A players need to play like A players. I thought the Niners got that yesterday. 
Oh yeah, I every, think every big game they've ever played in, it's been like Debo, go get it. Like, that's going to be the tone setter offensively. Yeah, no, I, I think that Debo is a guy who who had a huge game. We talked about this. Like, are mm-hmm. they like reserving Debo for this mm-hmm. type of situation? And I think they are. A little bit. I think I think that they're holding him back. Well, not holding him. They're just not running a whole bunch of getting him a bunch of touches early, yeah. trying to preserve him for the playoffs. Did you see how explosive he looked yesterday? He looked great. <sighs> Even the kickoff, you're like, oh, Debo in the kickoff game, I'm in. Almost he he all there was there was one I know he got up like, oh, I could have got it. He wasn't gonna return. There's one he just got tripped up. I think he was gonna get outside and have a bigger turn. But yeah, Debo looks really good again. And then you said don't let it come down to one drive, and boy, they didn't. Nope. Not even a little bit. Yeah, they, they took care of that, uh, the tush push, and they took care of the uh, the one drive issue. Like, Well, and after the whole Dre Green, God, we didn't even talk about the Dre Greenlaw thing. Yeah, two, hours is, two hours is not enough today. Um, just a total mess. But after the Dre Greenlaw thing, the Eagles go down and score to make it 21-13. Yeah. And that was with like less than seven minutes left in the third quarter. And I'm sitting there and it's like, oh my God. Like, this is just, this is the Eagles game, dude. Now they get a stop. Get another long drive. They get the two pointer on a freaking tush push. Yep. And now it's tied going into the fourth. Like, ugh. And then the Niners come down next drive, five plays, seventy seven yards, and that was a forty eight yard Debo Samuel short catch, break a tackle, and go. Yeah. Done. And that was that was it. That wasn't ball game at that point, but the stop and then the ensuing touchdown that was a ball game. Yeah, I mean, I, like they just have so many weapons, and that's again, I, I think it's a hallmark hallmark of a good team. They're not the only team that have all these weapons. Mm-hmm. They they are the only team I think that has all of these weapons on both sides. Yeah. That, yeah, that might be what separates them is that they they have elite players on both sides, like all kinds of elite yeah. players on both sides, and they distribute the ball effectively enough that it's not like man, they got to get that guy out of there. That's the playmaker just waiting to happen. They just don't get him any touches. Yeah, that's been amazing this year. Actually, is how little oh they need to get this guy more touches there's been it's just been so evenly distributed yeah well i mean that happens when you're only throwing to four guys every yeah good point (laughs) really good point by you uh my keys one of them was uh keep them out of third and fourth and short so the eagles led the nfl in or i'm sorry we're led the nfc third place in the nfl in rushes for first downs Mm -hmm. they had two on Mm. sunday yeah. They were both tush pushes. One was the touchdown that counts as a first down. And then there was the fourth down conversion where Marcus Mariota got it by like an inch. Yeah. And even then it was spot was generous. I think it was very that spot was very sketchy. Yeah. The fact that the NFL still spots the ball the way in 2023 that they did in 1927 is bananas to me. A guy running in from the side. It is 2023 and we got these dudes 25 yards away like, "Yeah, I got it." I know where it is. And then not only that, but he's going to run out there like all that way and hold the exact line of where it is. Just just so dumb. <laughs> Bo- dumb. Both those guys were behind the line and then they got there. It was like, it was like he got there and went like, oh, hang on. Oh, wait, where I am I? I thought this is a little clo- uh, let's Oh, get I think I here. moved my foot. And that's about right. That looked great. That good. Yeah. <laughs> now let's get the chains out here to measure this. Just to prove that we're right. Carrying chains, it, dude, bro, um, nutty. <laughs> but no, that was their two rushes for first downs. Oh, like that's their longest run of the day was seven yards. 
Did you see the chain gang guy get hurt? In oh, the, that was ugly. That was Mahomes that ran him over. I, I think it was. Oh, 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 in the chi- oh, I thought you were talking about in the Lions Saints. Oh no, it, it was. Oh yeah, it was the Saints. It yeah, was, it, they, it was it, first of Kamara. all, speed option with Derek Carr. The goal of the speed option is to get the quarterback moving, put a linebacker or corner or whatever in conflict, and then when he chooses one, pitch or keep based on his decision. Carr took one step and was like, nah, get yeah. rid of this. Yeah. And a a poor um, Lion, NFL uh, personnel guy on the, on oh, the his, sideline. His leg was sideways. I guess it was like a dislocated knee. Oh, that makes perfect Brutal, sense. Brutal, bro. Yeah. Um, oh, that anyways. was harsh. Uh, my other one was don't lose all your quarterbacks. The 49ers lost no quarterbacks that's yesterday. That's a that's a that's victory. A success. <laughs> that's a big time win considering how the NFC title game went. And then I had uh, let Brandon Ayuk cook. Didn't do that, but seven targets, five catches, forty six yards. Debo Samuel did the cooking yesterday. He de- definitely did the the cooking. Really, really good. Um, I think I was going to write keys to the Kings tonight, and I don't think you that have them here. Oh, I do. Yeah, you got them right here. Oh, there we go. Let's uh, let's talk about that now, and then when Kenny gets in here, we'll run through the uh, in-season tournament bracket. Okay, sounds good. Do we want to touch on uh, that ridiculous play by Dre Greenlaw first? Yeah, I get he. I don't. I don't know where you land. For me, obvious penalty. Yes, you can't suplex a guy after, especially nope. when you're Dre Greenlaw. Yep. Especially when there had been a borderline push of Jalen Hurts out of bounds a couple plays earlier. Yep. Refs are trying to gain control of the game. That's fine. What is that sideline? security slash advisor to the GM guy doing that needs to be a six game suspension. Get him for out him, of here for bro. him, not for, for Greenlaw. No, Greenlaw won't get you, a, He'll get you, a fine. Maybe. Yeah. You can't be part of, of that. You can't go touch a player or get in a player's face nope. or yell and scream at a player. Nope. That's not okay. If you're on the sidelines, you're, I don't care if you are their head of security, mm-hmm. you are. And if you gave the, the dinner reservation place, the, the dinner suggestion <laughs> place to the to the crew who couldn't stop raving about you. Either way, that. you're done. You're done. You're off the sidelines. You might I not agree. even come back. I agree. Like that. That's an unacceptable at every step of the way. And I've been around a, a ton of NBA security guys. Sure. They would never do that. And most NBA head security guys, those are like Secret Service agents. Those sure. are FBI agents. Yeah. Like. To have that guy out there getting in a 49ers player face, yeah, yeah, he doesn't need to be on the sidelines anymore. No, I totally agree. If there had been a full-blown melee or whatever, like where guys are throwing punches and it's just, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But when it's trash talk on a sideline and you're going to get in there and shove somebody, get get out of get out of here. Yeah. Uh, joining us now for the handoff, Kenny Caraway of D-Lo and KC. Uh, nice enough to hop in for the handoff. Uh, Kenny, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to step on the the start of your guys' show, uh-huh. but man, what a dub for the Niners! I mean, look, is there any questions now? No, no any questions now. Do you believe now? <laughs> the best team. Well, <laughs> I said I said it on Friday, Kyle, when you came and, and you were with us, and people got to hear me when I say this. This doesn't mean they're unbeatable, right? It doesn't mean it's impossible for them to lose. But what I'm telling you is. When they go out there with the health that they had yesterday, and specifically you guys like Trent Williams, McCaffrey, Debo, Brock, and all this other stuff, when they go out with that group, that team, I don't see nobody beating these guys. Like if I if I had to pick, like it, anything can happen in one game, but right. if I had to pick, there ain't no way I'd ever pick against that team. I was just talking to Jesse outside. I mean, this this roster is stacked. 
This roster stacked. Who who in the league? They were favored by three points against the Eagles in Philly. Mm. They'd be favored against every team in the league. Yes. Like that's oh, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere, anywhere they play. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Anywhere they play. I, I was just I, I looked up. Kings are three uh, minus three and a half tonight mm. against mm. against New Orleans. Hard, Hard to beat a team three times. Uh, yeah. Well, that and that means and the that Kings they, are just better, dude. The Kings are better than the Pelicans. Exactly. Let's keep it a stack. You gotta do it though. No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm say this. I'm gonna say this. I think they're about on on even playing field. I like the. I think the Pelicans. They're they pretty good team. No, they are. They're pretty good team. So I think I, I think if I had to pick, obviously I'd go with the Kings just because <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give them the the benefit of the doubt at home and everything. But the Pelicans, I think they're on even even playing ground. I think that Pelicans are a good team. All right, um, James, let's let's talk keys of the game tonight with with Kenny. What's your first key? Well, I'm oh, sorry. Okay, no, please no, let it rip, bro. No, no, I'm sorry. I just saw the gift that was unwrapped. <laughs> oh, you just, hey, let's go. Oh, my gosh. That's what we're doing? Yeah, that's bro. what we're doing over here. That's what five, Jiffy Lube's doing. Five. It's a Jiffy Ooh. Lube. It's a Jiffy Lube Christmas. Ooh. You, know, you know Kenny's got it like that because he said that's what we're doing because he's the kind of guy that can go buy five PS5s to give away. He just, you know, when he sits doing on this show. When he sits courtside, courtside <laughs> Kenny, it's not a seat. It's like 14... PS5s just stacked yeah, up. Stack. Right. Hey, don't listen to the, the media. Everybody PS5s. out there, don't listen to the media, boy. I tell you, the media, they, they twist everything up, man. I'm sorry. I interrupted the, the, the quick thoughts. I'm sorry. I just got, I didn't see. I didn't know. Wow. Nah, so we're, giving, wow. we're giving away those PS5s, courtesy of Jiffy Lube, all next week. Oof. So uh, make sure to lock in and figure out how you can how you can win those. All right, James, what's your first key? And, and we'll talk about these with Kenny here on, uh, on ESPN 1320. D'Lo and KC coming up next. But Kings Pelicans tonight. In-season tournament, knockout round, James. Key number one. Build a wall. You, you got to figure out a way to slow down Zion. That's and it. and I watched Utah Jazz beat them twice, and they they just built like a picket fence. Mm-hmm. Like, you... you the, so, the, the teams not, defend Giannis. The Kings tried to build a picket fence last time. They left the side gate open mm-hmm. on the left side. Yeah. And he just kept going through that gate. It's like, hey, I'm over here now. I'm going up for my left-hand layup. Like... <laughs> After the injury, they're going to have to build a Trubisky fence. Yeah, build build a wall. <laughs> uh, to to that point, though, also James, I would say make him work on defense. Yes, make him get run. him in pick and roll, bro. I'm you know make him work on defense. I'm going to start pounding the table for more pick and roll. I understand the dribble handoff is the offense, and that's going to be the case. But when you have De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis, get in the pick and roll more often, bro. Mm. I I all season long last year I just like I, I kept I saying it. it I kept saying it I love yeah. the DHO get them in the pick and roll Espe- like, especially against a guy like Zion especially against a guy like Jokic make them make them work target yeah. them defensively make them work I'm right there with you my my this is my second key but I'm gonna make it my first key because it lines up with that I need another Domas step up game he was a, he was a big good against good against Jokic yeah I need I need a better game against Zion yeah Valanciunas knows him really well because mm-hmm. they they play with uh, sure. team Lithuania. And, and Valanciunas, thank you. Yeah, like go in there and and show me what you got. Go go yeah. in there and beat up your country mate in a big like, spot. Yeah, in a big spot. This is a big game. It like is. You, you're a better player. Everyone knows that. Go out there and play that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your second key, Jay? Uh, use the home crowd. Yeah. Man, the the crowd. Uh, hat tip to Kings fans because you always worry when you get good that and the prices go up that you're going to price out the real fan. Mm-hmm. No. Vibes aren't down. No. 
the real fans are are drunk <laughs> up in the like swinging off of the, oh, the draft house. Oh my god, hey, it's turned up up there. I went up there the for a third house, quarter. Bro. I went up there for a third quarter one time. It's turned up up there, boy. It, yeah, if I'm not working, little, if I'm not working, I'm in the draft house. That's a little <laughs> that's wild up there, but man, Kings fans have been spectacular. They brought it every single night. Uh, and this is a, a game, no lulls by the by the yeah. fans, yeah. and the team needs to ride that crowd. I got this right, six and two at home to start the season. I think so. Needed yeah. it. Come on, needed now. it. Uh, my second one is we rip through these here. Got a couple minutes left. Uh, no free possessions. You especially with 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 guys like Zion and Brandon, you cannot throw the ball away. Give them free possessions. I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, we talked about De'Aaron Fox and his penchant for not turning the ball over. That needs to continue. It needs to go top to bottom with the team tonight. Not that turnovers are good on on any night, but I think particularly this one, uh, you you can't give the Pelicans free possessions. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. Uh, they they got firepower on the offensive end, so they'll they'll make you pay if you give them free buckets. That comes to offensive rebounds too. Mm, Valanciunas is a problem. He get, he makes me nervous sometimes. Get the stop, get the rebound, finish the possession. Yep. Um, okay, my third key is set the tempo early. The Pelicans mm. are playing the third game in four nights. Mm. Make Zion run. Yep. Make them run. Make them get up and down the court. Uh, you know, this is a game where if you can turn up the tempo, you can really, really take a lot out of their legs. You got to keep Brandon Ingram in check, man. Yeah, so like tough. you can't let him. You can't. I I feel like Zion's going to score. I don't know how you feel about this, Kenny, but I feel like Zion's going to get his. Yes. <laughs> the Kings. I just don't think. I just don't think right now the Kings have the personnel to to you know keep him to twelve points. Mm-hmm. You can't let Brandon Ingram also go get 30 or 35. Yeah. They've got two really, really tough matchups for yeah. the Kings. Yeah. That's Keegan, man. Yeah. Yeah. Big Welcome Keegan. Back. Yeah. Need, need him back. Yep. Big Keegan night. Need him, need him scoring as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to let everybody know, by the way, uh, Monday Night Football tonight, Bengals, Jaguars, Battle of the Big Cats. Coverage begins at 4 30 p.m. on 1025 FM HD2. The Bet, Sacramento's home of the Bet QL network. Kenny, what do you guys got coming up? Man, Niners. 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 And we got to talk about this. In season seven, the Kings are a game for, away from going to Vegas, baby. Going to the final oh. four. So, you know, we on that big time. Going to Vegas. That's such a fun, like, way to be able to spin this. Yeah. Not like go to the in season tournament semifinals. Like, right. no, we're going to Vegas, baby. Yeah. Going we're, Vegas. One game away from going is. to Indianapolis. No, no. we're going to <laughs> Vegas. The real final four. See you in Vegas. <laughs> we're, going, <laughs> we're going to Indy, baby. Uh, those Amazing. words, those words, uh, real quick. Niners Giants 2013 NFC Championship game mm. at Candlestick Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 2012. Mm-hmm. And it's Championship game, Candlestick Park. Kick goes up through the uprights for the Giants to win it. These two Giants fans sitting in front of me. One of them goes, "We're going to Indy, baby." <laughs> Those words scarred for life. And I just said them out loud on the life. radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go lay under this desk and cry. D'Lo and Case here next on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. See you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 